What's up, daddies? By request, new Lady Daddy tanks and tees are available. There's the new live tee, and there's going to be free shipping and 10% off everything through Friday. So if you're listening to this when it drops, you got today and you got tomorrow to take advantage. Also, I want to thank all the five-star review peeps on Apple Podcasts. We're at 431 and only have less than two months till we get to the end of August and that goal of 1,000, or I have to fly a helicopter into the sun and kill myself. Also, for the K-Money Club members, my new written feature, Midwestern Nightmares, has begun. I'm dumping all my personal true stories that inspired the Dad Boner universe on there exclusively. These were all part of a book I was trying to write, but fuck it. I'd rather you have them and enjoy them so the daddies and lady daddies who like reading can read some premium content. Let's go. Live from Los Angeles, Woo! California. You're listening to Power Moves, Daddy. Yeah, we're making power moves, rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power moves. Straight out of Grand Block, Michigan, rocking a cold one in each hand. My buddy Dave and I are Americans, just making power moves. Ripping heaters and chugging paps. Now he lied with no class. Blowing shit up and chasing ass. Yeah, we're making power moves. Yeah, we're making power moves. Right to a Detroit groove. Just all American dudes out making power moves. Yeah. And we're back. Guess who's in the house? Gnarly Zach, everybody. Welcome to the program. Woo woo. Thanks for having me back, man. It's always fun. Man, it's been a delight. You got some fans out there. You got a little you got a little contingent building. You gotta keep the momentum going. We gotta have you on. Got a party, dude. Right? If you wanna follow you, you're at what, Gnarly Zach? Yeah, at Gnarly Zach on Instagram. At Gnarly Zach on yeah. Twitter. Man, that's they they can they can live vicariously through your life through your uh, social media. A lot of me just drunk in front of American flags <laughs> praise a lot. <laughs> Yeah, that's about accurate. Yeah, I mean, that walk from the after <laughs> Monday Night Beers, that walk home is fucking, it gets weird sometimes. Yeah. It, See some characters, depending if I have any cash in my pocket, <laughs> pop into Del Taco or Vons. Let's get in and try and do my thing. Let's just do it, because I got a story I got to tell you. You, uh, We had, uh, of course, Monday Night Beers last night. We're taping on a Tuesday. Yep. And uh, I told this story to uh, uh, Vince and uh, Jesse but uh, I saved it. I told I told them before you got here, before you got to the bar, so that I could tell yeah, you Vince on the told show. Told me something, and he was like, "You're gonna hear tomorrow, dude." And then he like fucking started cracking up really hard. So <laughs> Saturday, me and Melissa were having just a, like a chill weekend, just hanging out at the crib, yeah. and we get you know like you you think we're just gonna stay home, enjoy the pool, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then around five o'clock, we're like, we just gotta get out of the house for one. So we went down to TG. Which uh, you enjoy as well. Who was working at TG? Um, that young cat that oh, we like. Yeah, the homie that, that hooks it up. The and, long hair, right? No, nah, a little kid. Oh, the young kid. what are you talking about? The young kid. Blondie. He, he always takes care of it. He always comes correct. And when I sit down, he pulls out my uh, my Bell's IPA and just bang right on the thing with the sidecar of, uh, of Jameson, and I'm ready to go. I don't even have to ask. And I, man. I appreciate that. That's how, you're, that's how you know someone's a good bartender. They don't ask. They know they your know. name and they drop your beer on the counter. <laughs> and even if you wanted something else, it's like, well, guess I'm having the usual. Out of respect. 
On the way home, after we have, uh, I have uh, two beers, two shots. Melissa has two cocktails. And we're walking down uh, the street that before we turn into a, to make a left to get into the, to the spot where we're at now. And we, we hear a guy and sitting in his car and we just hear, help, help me, somebody help me. Like we walk like 10 feet and I'm like, fuck, I can't like this guy, someone in trouble, like actually in trouble. <laughs> So we walk over to this car and we see this dude in a uh, busted up old Acura with the windows cracked and the door open. And when we walk up, we see this man is about 350. And I know 350 because he keeps telling me how much he weighs. God damn. And I'm not, you know, I'm not shaming anybody. I'm just telling this for the purpose of the story. He's got a ripped up Hawaiian shirt on. (laughs) (laughs) No shoes. In front of someone's like nice house. It's it's in front of someone's <laughs> fucking nice house, and he's got crutches sitting there outside of the car. What the fuck? And he's like, "Can you help me get in the house? Can you help me? You guys, please, please help me get in the house. I was trying to move my car for church. I wanted to move my car for church, and my uh, my wife's gone, and I can't get back in the house. And we're like, how the fuck did you get down? Yeah, into your car. He he got." The car was closer, apparently, and for some reason, in this dimwit's fucking brain, he needed to move it to the street so he could go to allegedly go to church the next day. And now he can't walk back up into his house. So I'm like, dude, which one is it? There's two houses behind him, and he's kind of gesturing towards it. Help me get back in the house. <laughs> I'm like, which one is it? The orange one or the white one? Because I want to see, like, does this motherfucker even know? Like, which one? Yeah. Orange one, white one. And he just goes, the one back there. I go, orange one, white one. Orange one, white one. He goes, white one. This is my house. And if you're not familiar with Los Angeles, this that's like a $1.2 million house. Yeah. Like no no sweat. Man, could be no 1.4. Who fucking knows? So I'm like, all right, let's go. So we start trying to pick this guy up, get him on his feet. God bless you. I would I would not touch that man. For a ha- I've got my uh, my whole uh he's got his whole armpit just soaked all over my shoulder. <sighs> For 25 minutes, gnarly. We try and get him out of the car. <laughs> That's just to get him out of his car. The seat. Yeah. He keeps getting up. I'm going to fall and then falls back into the fucking car. <laughs> Melissa's trying to put a crutch under one arm. He's saying he's got a broken foot and a broken hand because he fell out of bed. Dude. But he does there's no like there's no cast. So I'm already a little skeptical. We start getting this guy up. We finally get him up. Melissa gets his keys, gets his phone, gets his wallet out of the car. Like, all right, let's get you in the house. For the next two hours, we try and get him up the driveway. What the one fuck? like like fucking three inches at a time and every like two three feet motherfucker starts going oh no oh no no way jose no way jose no way jose 350 pounds i'm a fat ass i'm a fat ass 350 pounds 350 pounds i was just trying to go to church what the <laughs> so fuck, t- this takes two hours to get homeboy up to the fucking door 
He keeps going down. I'm like, motherfucker, you don't fucking drop on me. You don't drop on me. You don't drop on me. I'm going to fall. I'm going to fall. I'm going to fall. And there's no, I'm like, what am I going to leave this guy splayed out in the driveway? (laughs) Yeah. At that point, you're committed. Right. I'm like, I'm going to finish the job. Black Hawk down. But we get him up to the door and he just won't go up the next two steps. My foot's broken. No way, Jose. And his dog's going bananas. He's like, that's Buster Brown. I told, I treat him, (laughs) I teach him Buster Brown to be an attack dog, attack dog. 350 pounds. I'm such a fat ass, fat ass, fat ass, fat ass. We can't get him up the step. I th- we've got crutches going underneath his arms. He goes a foot, goes two, six, six inches, whatever. He falls back down. He just slumps. This, this is like, picture trying to pick up a 350-pound bag of pudding that isn't helping you. <laughs> Blowing my knee out, something. <laughs> my foot. So we, we, Melissa's got to like, I've got him like in the front in a fucking bear hug. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm strong enough guy. Like I can hold him kind of, but he's got to help. He's not helping. Yeah. 350 dead weights. No joke. And it, again, the whole duration of this, will you pull up my pants, pull up my pants, my pants. I'm like, dude, I can't pull him up any further. So I'm grabbing this motherfucker's <laughs> size, like 70 waist short <laughs> pants. And he doesn't smell bad, which I'm grateful right, for. Good. I'm grateful that's, for this, but he's, huge. but he's gotten gone from bone dry to being like he jumped in a fucking pool he with with sweat. And he's just, and I, so I'm yanking on his pants and they must be crushing his balls in his crotch because I'm pulling on him so hard. He's like, harder, harder. I'm like, man, are you getting off on probably this shit? Hasn't touched, probably can't even touch his own dick. I don't know, man. I think, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you in on, uh, on, the, on the wife situation in a second. <laughs> so Melissa's got his feet. She's pushing on his feet. I'm bear hugging this guy every fucking, like every way you can trying to get him in the house. Finally, he lays down. We get him up one step, two step. He starts to fall back down the steps. I'm like, motherfucker, you're just going to stay here. And now I'm steamed because this dude's not helping. Uh. So we got a bench. We got to put him on a bench. We get a wheelchair out. He's got two wheelchairs in the house. One big one is too big for the door. I've got fucking the other one. Get the other one. He won't fucking get in it. I'm like, I'm taking a break. I'm like, dude, we got to fucking chill out for a second. I go in the house. He's like, "Go get a bench. I can get on the bench and then to the to the lawn to the front porch bench and then to the wheelchair." I'm like, "Yeah, dude, but we can't get the fucking wheelchair up the steps with you in it, man." I'm, he goes, "Well, you guys just take. We'll take a break. You guys can have a pop or a water or something. Go get a pop or water." I walk in to this guy's house. It's not like super fucking nice, but it's nice enough. Yeah. Dude's got a pimp ass pool, a nice Fuck. kitchen and shit. The dog's still going bananas. And I noticed that this dude has like, I'm not shitting. I'm going to say 110 bottles of liquor. Two giant bars. One of them's a three-tier bar cart what loaded. He's got Louis the like Louis the 14th or whatever that one that comes yeah. in the crystal decanter that's like fucking $900 and shit. He's got that. I see a bottle of a uh, fucking Glenfiddich. I pour myself three fingers of it. <laughs> and I go back to the door and I'm like... Uh, uh, he's like, I don't want, I'm like, I don't want beer. I don't want pop. I'm having one of your drinks. He goes, that's my good stuff. Oh, fuck you. Dude. I was like, dude, I was like, first of all, you ain't going to do shit right yeah, now. Take this from me. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> I was kind. And I took the, the, like, you know, $30 bottle of scotch. I didn't go for your fucking high end shit. So let me have this. <laughs> I drink that. Melissa drinks a whole beer. Finally, we try and get the fucker up. 
He won't do it. It's not going to fucking happen. I'm like, and I'm looking around in this house. I'm like, what do you do for a living? He's like, I was a drug dealer in Mexico. Fuck. And I'm like, oh, this makes sense. This seems like one of those dudes who was like super powerful, but now he's a, a glutton piece of shit mess. Just has <laughs> ruined his life. And and uh, so another 10 minutes goes by. And the dude, I'm like, seriously, like, like, did you really sell drugs? He goes, no, I was a police officer. I'm like, God damn it. This guy's getting weirder and weirder. Then he changes his story that... He wasn't going to church. That's why I didn't move his car. He was going to get weed. And I think the dude went out in his car and like smoked and got all fucked up. And was probably on a bunch of pills because he got his fake broken foot and his fake broken hand. So the dude's on the floor and he starts inching in. I'm like, you got to inchworm in. So Melissa's pushing on his feet. I'm dragging him by his fucking armpits. <laughs> and he's just on the floor. And, the, and he won't budge. I mean, again, 350-pound bag of uh, fucking pudding I'm dealing with. He finally gets in the house. I can't get him into the wheelchair. I make another fucking scotch and get Melissa another <laughs> beer. <laughs> His head is now underneath the wheelchair. And I take a blatant photo of this guy. And he's like, are you taking a picture of me? I'm like, no, I'm just on Twitter. Leave me alone. He's like, what's Twitter? I'm like, it's my business. I'm famous. <laughs> and... But I was taking the fucking picture. And if you see the picture, no. he's he's staring right into the fucking camera. <laughs> it's, what the fuck? He's, he's looking dead into this camera. Finally get him in the house. I prop him up against the wall. And I bring him a bottle of water and a beer. And I'm like, dude, just like, I guess you just got to stay like this. He's like, I'm fine. 350 pounds. I'm fine. I'm fine. 350 pounds. And we leave. Melissa, now our buzz is gone from our drinks we just had. Yeah, did Melissa's you want a bathroom like, break at all or nah? Nah, Melissa's like, we got to go to fucking uh, Morrison. We're going to have a fucking whiskey to take the edge off this. We go get a whiskey. We come back. We walk by the house. We look in the, in the big picture window, in his front window. Motherfucker's not there. He got up. And his dog was let in. In order to let that dog in, you had to go to the back door, which was about 60 to 70 feet away. We think this guy was just trolling us, fucking with people because he wanted someone to hang out with because that motherfucker's wife wasn't home. And then at one point he says, I have a girlfriend. We saw both bedrooms because I had to go through it to try and find like benches and shit for his fucking pudding bottom to get onto. And there was never anything where he said it was. And he's just fucking ghost. And I went and talked to the neighbor afterwards because he was unloading yeah. groceries. And I was like, hey, man, uh, just a heads up. Like, homeboy is uh, in real rough shape next door. We just uh, took us two and a half hours to get him in the house. And he just starts laughing. He goes, fucking fire departments. You're like every other day trying to pick him up off the floor. <laughs> he's a he's a, crazy. he's a real prick. <laughs> Dude, you should have took some of his doper liquor. <laughs> I know, but you don't know, man. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's him. Is that shit wild, dude? He's just laying down. <laughs> I will put this on Patreon. I will not. This cannot go on oh uh, Instagram. God, but for the for the K Money Club, you will get to see. He's staring right into the fucking camera, and he thinks it's funny. He was fucking with us two and a half hours out of my night. 
This fucking asshole is now on my shit list, and when I walk by that house, I'm waiting for him to be up yeah, there. Yeah, we'll talk off this. I want to know exactly which one. I'll, I'll do my laps. It's it ain't even got a lot more raw than I'll leave. Than I'll say here on this public forum. Motherfucker. Well, that's it. <laughs> what have you been up to, man? What's, what's your week like? Dude, you cooking strong. anything good in the neighborhood? I'm trying to think, man. That story just kind of blew me away, man. <laughs> Sorry, like, that's God pretty, damn. that's a heavy top of the episode. <laughs> Just because I guess you're way nicer because I would have been like, dude, like, cause, like, look at me. Like, I'm not big at all. And I'm like, I can't help you, man. I yelled at him a couple times and every time I did, he'd get all fucking mad. I'm like, dude, I've been here for two and a half hours, motherfucker. And then I've watched like, I watched Silence of the Lambs too many times. But no, he's just really bad at like trying to get me into the back of the van kind of thing. That's what we started to think. We're like, this is weird, yeah, like, man. Yeah, like trying to lure me into like some sort and, of like, like, rape or whatever. Dropping weird. Like I used to sell drugs in Mexico. I'm like. How else did he get this house? And he said he bought we, we he bought the house in '99. We looked it up. It was last sold on on Zillow in uh, 1999. All right. Also, when we went by the next day and walked by his house, there's a big fat white brand new Tesla in the driveway, one of the big ones, the big bodies. And that and it has the it had the diamond rhinestone around the uh, the the license plate. That must be the girlfriend or the wife. At one point, he told us she was a stripper. I think he's got a sugar mama type situation, or he's the sugar daddy. She's got he's got a a chick who's just yeah. like this dude was in fucking Jumbo's clown room or something, and he fucking scooped it up. And he's like, "Look, I'm gonna buy you a ninety thousand dollar car and take care of you real good in this fat pad with a fucking pool." What if he was like trying to lure you to rob something of his or take something, and then he would just like snap, yeah, like on in his own like land? I was worried like at some point he might go all like uh, like juggernaut on me, like just beast up and like throw me through a fucking you know or if you just table or something. Just start watching TV while he's laid on the floor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fucked up, man. It's real. It was real fucked up. That combined with the fucking massive earthquakes and shit. Yeah, it was just a weird ass weekend, and I, it felt surreal. Even the next day, I'm like, I just feel dirty thinking about it. It was just, I had this fucking weird ass guy talking all fucking weird, saying creepy shit. Like his sweat is all over me. I got to, I had to wash yeah. all that shit off. That's yeah, a hot shower for sure. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a real fucking wild, wild scene, man. But no, dude, it's been walking in the vomit, <laughs> drunk, fucking just buying shit. So what you been up to? <laughs> uh, I just been on. You know, buying stuff at the grocery store drunk. Walking through. <laughs> Business as usual. My girlfriend out. Let's get into it, man. Let's get into some power booze. Let's take the edge off. The darkness I just dumped on everyone for 15 minutes. Um, this story's fantastic. Dude who tried to swim back into a Slayer show after being ejected, immortalized on beer can. This is from the website Metal Injection. <laughs> that sounds like something you would look at. Damn. In May 2018, a fan, Chris LaRoque, was uh, ejected from Slayer's final show at the Budweiser stage in Toronto, Ontario, and tried to swim back to the island-centric venue before cops uh, once again apprehended him and treated him for potential hypothermia. That dude was shit-faced. He was like, I'm swimming back. That doesn't look that far. This is in May in <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> you know how fucking cold that water was? You probably had his shoes on and shit. Yes. And it was, yeah, there's pictures of him. And I'll put that on the Power Moves podcast Insta. This guy has on an anthrax shirt because he's fucking cool. He doesn't yeah. wear the, he doesn't wear the Slayer he shirt. He knows the rules. 
and he sw- and it's like on an island type of deal. And the dude tries to swim all the way across after the fucking cops took him off the island and dumped him on the other side. So you'll see. <laughs> so uh, it's reported that there's a new limited edition uh, Budweiser can being served at the venue to celebrate their uh, 25th anniversary honoring 25 acts that performed in the venue. And Chris LaRoque is one of the moments featured on the can. Legend. <laughs> yes. Complete with the anthrax shirt on and the water falling off him. So there's all these like, it's like, uh, oh, it's so like, cool. it's all these little uh, images on the Budweiser can. And then one of them is just this, this, this fucking wild ass. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with an anthrax shirt on all soaking wet uh laroque shared the photo on facebook with the with the caption i wonder if i can get free beer <laughs> <laughs> he said he was kicked out by security after having one too many drinks i was a little inebriated not like fall down drunk or nothing but i was feeling pretty good just pushing chicks <laughs> it was just headbanging and moshing around a little bit no fucking way, man. You're at a Slayer concert? Yeah, you got to be doing some flagrant shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> get hit up over there. He went viral because uh, Scott Ian from Anthrax shared photos of his uh, journey on, on, on Facebook. <laughs> yes. Scott Ian loves this guy. Real rocker. <laughs> That's unreal. Unfucking real. All right. Let's get into some power news <laughs> you can use. Man tried to run over neighbors popping fireworks in the street. <laughs> this, is, oh, this is on uh, 4th of July in Harris County, Texas. A man tried to run his vehicle over his neighbor who was popping fireworks on the evening of the 4th. Uh, deputies from uh, Harris County Constable Precinct 4 responded to the 2200 block of Dorrit Court near Cyprus in reference to a disturbance call. I don't always know why I give all these details, but sometimes people actually live there like, oh, shit, yeah, I know where that is. <laughs> so it's for like three people, but uh, they appreciate it. <laughs> the victim told deputies he was in their cul-de-sac lighting fireworks for his family when a neighbor got in a vehicle and accelerated towards him. What the fuck? Dude, homeboy's <laughs> in his house. He's like on your knees lighting this fireworks. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the dude managed to dive out of the street, but the neighbor still swerved towards him. So what he's a, fucking committed. That's, that's a, not a scare tactic. When you swerve towards someone, no, you, you want to fucking run them down. Uh, the suspect identified as 68-year-old Christopher Barnes, who's a real looker. That'll be on the Power Moves podcast and stuff. <laughs> then began to do donuts in the cul-de-sac and almost oh. lost control of his vehicle and again almost hit the family. He busted out donuts in the fucking in the streets. <laughs> How do you still live there after like like you know like that morning after? Yeah. That dude's, to kill me, that dude. dude's got to go. <laughs> then he did donuts. This is the best part. He eventually parked the vehicle back in his driveway. These people are still out there. He got in his car, tried to run down a family, busted out some donuts, <laughs> and then drove back like on the same same block and, so, and just parked his car. No, he, <laughs> he parks his car back in the driveway and yells, now this is how you party. Fuck. <laughs> and then goes in the house. Touche, sir. <laughs> yeah. Very, <laughs> Apparently, this guy knows very well how to party. He was arrested and booked into the jail uh, with aggravated assault and with a deadly weapon charges. His bond was set at $30,000. God damn, man. People got to ruin holidays. Just fucking, you can't shut off fireworks, you stupid fuck. You can shut down a couple people's... Especially like in Texas, po- yeah, too. Yeah. Fuck, blow shit up. Yeah, it's fun. 
and you it, can't do really do that out here like, in certain areas. And and even here, like the fireworks went off for like seven hours on the fourth. It yeah, just so shit. It was like three weeks before too. Yeah, it's three sixty, <laughs> and there's palm trees on fire. You see any of those on the news? Uh-uh. Yeah. Palm trees like getting lit up on fire because they they're explode they, too, they haven't right? been trimmed. Yeah, they're just fucking. It's <laughs> it's, it's the best <laughs> firework there is. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Suspect passes gas so loudly, Missouri law enforcement is able to locate his hiding place. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's in Liberty, Missouri. Law enforcement in the Northland relied on some basic senses over the weekend to help them track down an alleged criminal. A spokesman for, spokesman for the Clay County Sheriff's Office posted a photo on Facebook of the search and added that while officials were searching, the person passed gas violently. So loudly, in fact, the sound gave up the suspect's hiding spot. Damn, it was probably like a ripper. Yeah. A machine gun or something. Yeah, that dude yeah. had White Castle or something. <laughs> and then a bunch of cheap beer. And this was Cocked and rocked he and ready to load. So bummed. This is like his, he was probably holding it. I know. It. I know, man. You gotta like spread your cheeks yeah, and you like relax. Or you gotta spread the cheeks and like relax your butthole so it's just, just like pour it out. <laughs> no, <laughs> cops aren't gonna hear. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta give props to the Liberty Police Department for using their senses to sniff him out. The sheriff's department at it. They're making fart jokes. According to the sheriff's department, the individual was wanted for possession of a controlled substance. <laughs> Fiber bars. Yeah, it was just farting, man. Ripping ass. <laughs> He's over there. He farted. Oh, my God. <laughs> they're fucking... Can you imagine? They hear them probably talk shit as they're walking towards you. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no. Fuck. Stupid butthole. In Mississippi, too, is probably all hot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, because that's a big. When you got the wet cheeks, like if, like if you make the mistake, like you might, the thing I fucking hate, man, is when if you get out of the shower and you get all relaxed, yep. and then you gotta, then you're in this stink cloud of like this hot, wet fart. You gotta get back in. <laughs> I'll get back in, man. I, oh, you have to. I'll get back in and just do like a little pump of like uh, body body gel and just get in there and then just there. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm all set. I'll do this shit and then I'll go in the shower without wiping. And today, <laughs> my girlfriend came home. You, then you're gonna, so what, if had, du- what if there's duty chunks? You get in the fucking tub. I got a big, I have a small shower. You don't sit in it, just, everything goes down. But like, it was, I still had like the shit, I saw the cake between me. And my chick came home and like sees me naked in the kitchen. So she smacks me on the ass oh, pretty no, close. No, no, no. And I was like, dude, if I would have pulled my ass apart, like, you would have had like three fingers worth of shit, dude. She was so bummed. <laughs> So bummed. Uh, oh man, the cake between me. <laughs> no, but I've sharded twice this year already. Wow, that's a that's, always been at home though. That's not as many as Brooks, I don't think. Then but, right away, it goes straight to the shower, underwear in the trash. Oh yeah, directly in the trash. I only, I only, I have a short list of those, and I can almost remember all of them. I think I remember the first one. I was in college. And I, no one was home and I was on like a fucking malt liquor bender and like this 96 and I had, I had on some of those long ass, like below the knee Michigan state basketball shorts, you know, 
you know, because I live in Michigan and it's yeah. 96. Yeah, woo-woo. But I got, yeah, woo-woo. And I got no uh, underwear on and it just went down the leg and, I, and on the carpet. I'm like, I got to clean this shit up. And it was in a dumpy college apartment, but I felt so bad. I was just sat there in shame because the day before I'd gone on a, I was still, I, we were still drinking malt liquor and I was, uh, I was huffing a bunch of ether that my buddy Snake <laughs> stole from the lab. Cool, we got this, we had this, yeah, Snake stole all this fucking ether and we were just huffing it and drinking malt liquor. <laughs> And here's what happens. I'll, I'll go. I'll stretch it even more. While uh, that's happening, uh, we see we're, we're we're all high on fucking ether, and uh, we would get grab bags. Someone would go to the store. We'd all pitch in money, and they'd take the big ground grocery sack and fill it up with different forties or Saint Ives special brew fruit juices and whatnot. Right. And you'd have to reach your hand in, and whatever you got, you got. And sometimes you get like. Like, I like Iceman. Iceman's not a bad malt liquor. There's a couple country clubs, not bad, but sometimes you get something like it'd be like Ultra Bear 9.7. <laughs> and it was just, it straight up smelled like, like you couldn't get it cold. It was just immediately hot piss in your mouth. Ugh. So yeah, we, we climb up this fucking ladder and we're trying to see who can get both feet and hands on the top of a two and a half story ladder. I get, I get to where I have, and people are holding the fucking ladder. I get to where my hands are on the top rung, and then my feet are on the second to, second rung, and I'm like, beat that motherfucker. And then PD9s, and, all, and, and this is why we call him that, he gets both feet and hands on, t- on the top rung, and we can't hold the ladder because of the weight displacement, <laughs> and it starts to slide over. And we're all just like, fuck. <laughs> like, we couldn't do anything about it, but it slammed into a, a concrete ledge for one of the windows yeah, and yeah. cut off like the tip of his pinky and his nail and everything. <laughs> then we went to the hospital. Uh, we were in the fucking, and he's getting stitched up. I've got, uh, I, I keep putting rubber gloves on my head like Howie Mandel and blowing them <laughs> up and calling this doctor, Dr. Cookie Dough, because he's a little rotund. I'm like, I'm Dr. Cookie Dough here to stitch <laughs> up. Here we go. And they're like, they kick me out. They make me go into As they should. Into, into the into the waiting room. Uh, two of the homies are, are passed out. I can't find the one who drove us there. Fuck. Because he left. Uh, that's Miguelito. He left and went in his fucking car and, and fell asleep with, like, with the doors and shit open. But why we couldn't find him is it wasn't his car. It was the one next door. The, the, it was a different model. He had a white car. He got into the other car and passed out. What the? We had to fuck? wake him up to drive us home, which probably wasn't a good idea. <laughs> but uh, you made it home. Yeah, that was a. That's that's a. I don't even know how I got there. <laughs> I don't even know how <laughs> the, everything started. Moving on. Woman faces felony charges for spitting in ice cream and urinating in buckets. This is a fucking wild story, gnarly. Police arrested a St. Petersburg woman for ruining an estimated $2,000 worth of ice cream and forcing an ice cream shop to close for days by spitting, urinating, and picking her nose into containers, according to an affidavit. Jung Soon Wipcha, 66, was arrested Monday and charged with criminal mischief and tampering with consumer products after Indian Shores police reviewed videos showing her behavior over three days at Lulu's ice cream shop. So this is St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, Indian Shores, apparently very close to there. Lulu's Ice Cream Shop. Three days this, this chick's coming in here and fucking shit up. The ice cream had to be destroyed for public safety, according to the affidavit, and the store closed for four to five days. She tainted an entire ice cream shop. 
worth of ice cream. 66-year-old piss. Oh, this chick is fucking nasty. She's a nasty, well, nasty woman. I don't want to, God damn it. Got to be too sensitive now. Whipcha, yeah, Whipcha, runs Indian Shores Food Mart next door. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. So she's mad. At the ice cream shop next door, taking her business because she probably can't sell like frozen pints of fucking Hagen dazs and shit anymore. She's gone too far. And they've got the bathroom in between. I guess she wasn't liking that we were getting popular, uh, the uh, owner said. On June 17th, Whipcha used the bathroom with the door ajar five times and didn't wash her hands afterwards. So she's going into the shared bathroom, doesn't wash her hands, leaves the door open when she's fucking doing it. Fuck. <laughs> She then went to the organic <laughs> ice cream freezer and put her hands into the ice cream containers. Videos that day also caught her picking her nose, then putting her hands in the product and later spitting into ice cream containers. What, what, is her, what is her fucking end game? Because if no one knows about it, it doesn't fucking matter. You're not, no one's going to know that someone put their dirty, shitty hands into the fucking ice cream. Yeah, you wouldn't taste that, right? No, you're not going to. 100% you wouldn't taste that. And a whole it. fucking tub of ice cream, you're not going to, like, oh, is this a booger? And you're like, yeah, it's just some coconut or some shit. Ugh. On June 18th, she attempted to open an ice cream freezer and failed. And on June 22nd, she went to use the bathroom but found the door locked and urinated into a bucket used to churn ice cream. Ooh. So they're making ice cream. She fucking squats, gave a takes, a, takes a lady piss, and gave them a base. She then dumped the bucket in a sink where ice cream utensils and bowls are washed and later put her hands in the freezer again. Oh, this is the filthiest person in the whole fucking world. She was released Monday in lieu of bail, set at five grand for the criminal mischief charge and 50 grand for the tampering charge. Both are felonies. She's well, I'm 66, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna, they're fucking with my business. Fucking, Lulu's ice cream is is, is ruining my uh, liquor, my my convenience store next door. This is a crazy fucking person. What a tyrant! But I mean, if that was your mom, man. She probably that'd be like the first flag where she's probably been doing crazy shit like this for a minute. Like if you've pissed her off or something, right? <laughs> You'll catch her making you breakfast or something. Uh, she's like. Plucking pubic hairs and putting them in your eggs. Like, I don't know. My mom would never. No. Woman throws snake at driver in carjacking. What the fuck? (laughs) This is in Greenville, South Carolina. Police say a woman stole a vehicle after throwing a snake at the driver, then crashed through the barricade setup for a pole vaulting exhibition in South Carolina. What the fuck is a pole vaulting exhibition? Is that just like them putting on a show, like jumping over shit? I think it. I think they might uh, go off like a bridge spreading into the river the or something. Maybe pole vaulting, Sp- spreading the word. In a statement, Greenville police identified the suspect as 29-year-old Hilmary Moreno Berrios. She was hurt in Friday's crash and released from the hospital Monday. So she steals the car, and here's how gnarly. Authorities say she demanded a woman's keys and threw a live black snake at her. Fuck. That would freak you the fuck out. I'd probably have a heart attack. <laughs> they, they say she then drove the stolen SUV with the snake still in it into the barrier set up for the Liberty Bridge jump off. Oh, she's bad. Moreno Barrios is charged with carjacking, malicious damage to property, and five traffic violations. 
It wasn't known whether she had a lawyer to contact for comment on her behalf. I'm guessing no. Police say the snake wasn't venomous and was released in the nearby woods. I gotta tell you, man, I'd rather have a fucking 38 pointed at me than someone throwing a fucking big ass black snake at. You. At and least I can process that. I'm cool. I'm gonna die. I said, just like I'm really gonna fucking die. Like I'm super good. I, I, or like a like mm. a, someone pointing a gun at me, carjacking me. I can at least just be like, here my keys. Yeah, here's my keys. Yeah, you here. don't want to shoot me. And I don't want to be shot. But you once you throw the snake at me, I can't do a goddamn thing about it. Ugh. Ugh, that's fucking creepy. It's a good thing I didn't have Vince on this. Vince doesn't like snakes. Dude, my stepdad once Vince would leave. Vince would have to leave the apartment if you start talking about snake shit. We brought up the weenie dog ripping apart a snake in front of him, and he's like, I don't even want to hear that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's disturbing. I just can't fucking believe that that is... Like, who? how'd you get the snake? Where'd the snake come from? My carjacking snake. Yeah, is that what it's for? Do you actually just have it for that? Because it's fucking wild, man. Black, non-venomous. It's non-venomous, to be fair. I can't stop looking at the picture of this guy. <laughs> Dude. Maybe that guy would get... And then that dude's car is still fucking... He left the, all the windows open and shit. He didn't even touch it. It's fucking nuts, man. Mm-mm. All right. That's, a, that's an intense episode. That's like a, like a lot of heavy... I'm still blown away by that first story. It's a lot of heavy stories. Uh, oh, yeah. We know what we got to do before the end of the program? We got to do power grooves. We got to do power grooves. Uh, we're doing this at like 6.30 at night. It's more of a relaxed vibe than the usual like uh, scream session with uh, Brooks at like 8 or 10 in the morning or whatever the fuck. My uh, song of the week, and this is just something Vince had on it at the roost last night, was uh, God Was Never On Your Side by Motorhead. It's off Kiss of Death, which is a later album, which I never heard. And it, yeah, it, I never it, really listened to that one either. Right. And I love when you find like a song like that. I'm like, oh, this is this is a whole different vibe. It's brand new Lemmy. Rocker shit. So yeah, you you got to enjoy that. Go ahead and check that out. It's a it's kind of a dark song, but uh, I think it makes you feel good about yourself if you're in a bad place. <laughs> you're like, yeah, Lemmy understands. What are you listening to, man? Uh, Fiddlehead. Uh, right now they have an album that came, well, it came out last summer, I want to say 2018 called springtime and blind. I've just been abusing this record yeah. because I'm finally going to see them on Saturday. You're going to a, uh, a, a concert, a sound uh, and festival. Fury. This is, I forget how many, they've done a lot of these, but it's like a big, uh, Los Angeles hardcore festival. Yeah. Bunch of punk bands from out of town come out here. It's going to be a good hang Friday and Saturday. I'll be there with big homie Vince. Man, that sounds fucking delightful. Hang that out is, with a bunch of kids. That is, that is outside of my pig grade. I'm, I'm not, that hardcore is, is, is something that I am semi-new to. It's just something I'd fucking went by me, and I don't know why. It's, Maybe it's, it's an fun, age man. thing, but like Vince is so into it, and I'm like, how the fuck? I think I was just so heavy into gangster rap and like straight up metal metal when I was, you know, early, late, late, late 80s. Early 90s when you start to form. Yeah. But you were much, much younger than me. Yes, I had to find music that didn't have parental advisory stickers. <laughs> right? So then I'd get like a, like AFI, for example. Like they're like, I guess now they're not a hardcore band, but they used to be back in the day. But then these dudes, you read like the linear notes, see all these other bands that are listening, and then you just, it just opens doors. It's a good hang. Dig it. I should have you make me a playlist. Just like a, a, like a, like a Spotify or something. Just a li- you, just a list of like here's your starting package. I got you. Here's your hardcore package, and I'll share that with all the daddies. 
Wouldn't that be nice? A nice, a nice hardcore. Put one together. That sounds dynamite. Super pa- easy. Power moves hardcore. That sounds fucking dope. Guys, again, hit those five stars, man. I love it. It's the only thing that's going to keep this train going. And uh, go over and check out the Patreon. If you're new to it, you got so many fucking free episodes waiting for you there. You've got 13 current uh, Power Moves chapters from the Carl Welzine book. And we'll see you on Tuesday. And also, we'll see you in the the After Dark program. You're going to hang out. We're going to rock that out. Oh, boy. That's the thing. The After Dark program has some other fucked up stories that I wouldn't even put on the show because I felt the show was so heavy also with that fucked up story I had to tell at the top so uh, if you want more come get some really looking forward to the weekend you guys rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power moves